Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. What's Mark Emmerich doing? <laughs> Two million bucks to keep nuns banging at the door in your wheelchair. Beat <laughs> them all. We encourage all coach fights and heavy cursing yes. in coach fights. Like there, oh, we yes. will never, we will never discourage this behavior. And SI's Pat Forty. All things being equal, all those teams are a tub of live bait, and then you throw a brilliant <laughs> coach in there, and guess what's going to happen? You just call the Mac a tub of live bait. <laughs> I did. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. All right, before we get to the to the rest of the bracket, I think we should acknowledge and congratulate the ending of what I think very well may be the longest possible drought for NCAA tournament drought. Congratulations to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Grand Canyon is in the NCAA tournament. It's between 6 and 70 million years old. (laughs) It's been waiting 6 to 70 million years to get into March Madness. All they had to do is hire Bryce Drew. (laughs) That's it. If they would have thought of that earlier. Grand Canyon. (laughs) For a geological formation, they've shown some real perseverance here, though, to hang around, you know. Keep waiting. Keep, Keep waiting for that chance. Well, and every six to 70 million years, we get in. <laughs> the drip, drip, drip offense. If it, if it makes the Grand Canyon, it's good enough for Bryce. Is that true? What the hell are you between six and 70? Come on, get a little closer to that. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty vague. That's I will say. Crap, that is. This is a weatherman thing. <laughs> How old are you? Six to 70 million. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was good. They just called themselves yeah. Grand Canyon. Little, little, yeah. little chesty there, thinking that you just take, you know, don't even have to mention the university part. Just Grand Canyon. <laughs> and they, I mean, that's the a good tough thing matchup, too. We cover the Grand Canyon, right? Like, at, like they don't move the uni- fast. Yeah, the university I think is like four hours away from the Grand Canyon too. Exactly, I mean, it's not like they're there. Just seizing the Grand Canyon? Who who allows this? Isn't there like a trademark? Doesn't the Grand Canyon have name, image, and likeness? How many freshmen in like Mesa do you think load up the minivan and go to the wrong place? Just put Grand Canyon in their Google Maps. <laughs> then... I don't North know. North River, South Rim. Where's your dorm? <laughs> Where's your dorm? Grand Canyon. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. All right, brackets out. Uh, we're going to get to all of it. We'll make our final four picks. We'll uh, we'll talk gambling. 
But first, we got to talk about who who got screwed because this is just what this podcast is. And I, I don't know whether they got screwed or not, but I, the fact that Louisville's on the wait list is just rat cracks me up. The NCA <laughs> selection committee is now sending in kids to the wait list, like every other school. Nobody who's ever attended Louisville hasn't been on a wait list somewhere better. <laughs> you think they be, get Aunt Becky to get him in the tournament? Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be Papa a new John, phenomenon. Can Papa John pay off the committee Aunt Becky style? Let's go. I got wait listed at Vanderbilt, but I'm going to Louisville. That's pretty much right. That's <laughs> Pat, what is happening? I mean, this was oh. a very exciting couple minutes. First, the Kentucky AD, Mitch Barnhart, is the uh is the chair. Now I'm sure he did a fine job. I'm not, I'm not accusing him of any uh, vengeful uh, bracket massaging, but I'm sure a bunch of Louisville fans are, but their arch rival. I mean, I feel bad for Louisville fan tonight. You don't get in your arch rivals. AD says you're the last team out. You got on the wait list and you have to sit around and hope Virginia gets COVID (laughs) and Rick freaking Patino is in at Iona and Louisville sitting around going, if we don't get in this year, we may never get back in. Cause it's going to be like three years. We're going on a grand Canyon, like drought here. Cause the, <laughs> the NCAA- gotta be rooting for Alabama to get COVID. Now we don't want anyone to get COVID, especially Alabama. But if we got, if we got Louisville, Iona in the first round, oh, boy. COVID oh, outs, boy. that would be, that would be, oh, boy. so yeah, got no ill will yeah. to our friend Nate Oates, but that, uh, <laughs> I was know. wondering why we were picking Alabama to get COVID. Yes, they're I playing know. Iona. Okay. Iona. Yep. Yeah, it's coached by Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino used to coach Louisville. Um, as I am aware and, of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vague memory of it ending controversially, mostly due to like, or no, well, part of the ending was due to Yahoo reporting, I should say. Um, it was mainly they, the hookers in the dorms. That's Yeah, and then they'll it, yeah. do it. Well, they'll that was then. the setup. No, that was the setup one. And then it was the $100,000 agreement for Brian yeah, Bowen true. that was the knockout. It was a lifetime yeah. achievement firing. <laughs> it was. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, but, the restaurant table at Porcini's gets a supporting actress role true. there. Yeah. Seven seconds yeah. or less, Patino goes to Greece and then comes back. I mean, he's already served his penance. And like, if you're Louisville fit, you're still waiting for the, the, the anvil to drop on you. It's good. Mitch Barnhart's up there going, well, they only had one tier one win. What a shame. <laughs> you know who wasn't a tier one win? Mitch, your team. That's right. If Mitch's team wasn't that bad, Louisville probably gets in. Or if Duke wasn't bad, who'd Louisville beat twice? Then Louisville gets in. Pat, what's no, going this, on in Louisville? Oh, I, I I wrote a column tonight that this was just like the the gut punch that nobody really saw coming until all of a sudden it was right there. And the thing is, Louisville, as you guys know, but maybe the listeners don't, every year leads the TV ratings for the NCAA tournament. No place loves the NCAA tournament like Louisville, Kentucky. Every year, it's like Birmingham, Alabama with college football. Every year, top of the list. And so you have no tournament last year. You're waiting. You're going to have it this year. And really, at no point in time did anybody think Louisville was not in the tournament. Now, they played their way down to the point of doubt But still, I think everybody's like, ah, no, they're in, they're in. And then, you know, you kind of had to be doing the math in your head the whole time. Oh, Georgetown just won the Big East Tournament Saturday night. Hmm, that knocked somebody out. 
That's eh, probably not Louisville, though. There's other people who'll be out before them. Wichita, Utah State, something. Oh, wait. Oregon State wins after midnight. Now two teams are out. And that turned out to be the one that got Louisville because they were the last team out, and Oregon State obviously took the last bid on Saturday night. So uh, just a wild confluence of events. And as as the brackets are unfolding on live television <coughs> and the 11 seeds are going – and it's like, oh, Wichita State's in. Oh, Drake's in. Mm. Oh, there's Syracuse is in. Ooh, there's another ACC school. Now maybe Louisville fans are getting nervous. And then there's the 11 play-in game, Michigan State and UCLA. It's like, uh-oh. Now you're down to your last chance, the 7-10 game in the last region they showed. And when it flips up for Maryland as the 10 seed, it's official. Louisville is out. And then the next bracket they show, Iona. And Rick Pitino is in. And it's just like gut punch, gut punch, knockout blow, miserable day in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> He's so excited when he says that. <laughs> Pat lives in miserable day, Louisville, Kentucky, by the way. Yes, he lives. I do. He's in Louis, miserable day, Louisville, Kentucky right now. I, I, I'm not reveling in the misfortune. I am just, but it's like. Kind of like, are. Kind of are. <laughs> you kind of are. <laughs> you know. Let's, let's 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 be honest here. They also they did it to themselves too. Okay, like the, like all the Louisville fans that are mad. Well, how come Rick Pitino hadn't been punished yet? Well, how come you all haven't been punished yet either? You know, Louisville's <laughs> program hasn't been punished. This was their last chance, as Dan alluded to. This was the stay out of jail free card season, and they blew it. They had two long COVID pauses. They had a lot of key games canceled. Uh, chances to, to beat teams that would have gotten you in. And every time they came, they had two long pauses. They came back, they lost by 37 to Wisconsin and 45 to North Carolina. They were the worst post-COVID team in America. So you add that <laughs> on to everything else and goodbye. Uh, that has to be the most 2021 uh, label of all time. They're the worst <laughs> post-COVID team in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just stunk. Well, having uh, had the pleasure to work with Pat for about uh, two plus years at Yahoo, I learned uh, I learned a lot of things. But one thing I definitely learned is that the entire college sports world actually revolves around the state of Kentucky. <laughs> so on this most <laughs> vibrant selection Sunday, would all these crazy things happen? When Pat got on the podcast and I was like, yeah, I wrote a call about Louisville. It just made all the <laughs> sense of the world, of course, <laughs> because somehow Louisville became the story when they were a completely they were just a completely like anonymous team this season. They weren't great. They were bad. They won at Cameron like you, you paid attention to him. Then a nice transfer from Radford. But there was really nothing that stood out about Louisville. This season, like if a week ago, I said you were writing a column about Louisville on Selection Sunday. Everybody looked at your cross eyed, but it made perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Everything revolves around it, and all the coincidences you mentioned. Like uh, we were talking off there about uh, Mitch Barnhart, the Kentucky AD, who's the committee chair, and John Feinstein said this on Twitter night. They should definitely like end the idolatry of the committee chair. The committee chair has not said a single thing in NCAA tournament history of interest or note, and so and Mitch Barnhart, God bless him, has been the most defiantly bland, scared no. of the media, uninteresting <laughs> figure in all of college sports the last two decades. I can't think Absolutely. of anyone more benign than Mitch Barnhart. So him getting up there uttering cliches is like even more galling than the normal suit they trot out there. So now the fact that he becomes the center of some sort of conspiracy theory about Kentucky ousting Louisville makes it makes it a little bit fun. But he still managed to be yeah. completely boring and uninteresting. Anyone who ever oh. quotes the committee chair about anything is covering college sports completely wrong. 
Yeah. No, I, I said in the in the column, I called him Milk Toast Mitch, and I said he has done yeah. nothing to stoke the fires of the rivalry. He's been there for 19 years and really has added nothing to it. But now, hey, center of the controversy. Those two dudes are going to be brawling at a dialysis clinic tomorrow <laughs> in eastern Kentucky. <laughs> That's what's yeah. going to be going on. Someone's going to be defending Mitch's honor, and someone's going to, yeah. Um, and Kentucky fans are going to think Pat hates him, and Louisville fans are going to think Pat hates him, and, and everything right. will be right in the, they're in they're the Louisville right. universe. Yeah, they're both yes. right. No, I remember a couple of years ago, we, we talked about doing a whole series. Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana were one, two, three in some order for the college basketball season, and now they all suck. Yeah, yeah. None uh, of them are yeah. in. The yeah, last time. Last time you've had a tournament, I saw this. I, I, I will admit I have not double-checked this, but an NCAA tournament Close without Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana, and Duke, 1965. 1965. All right. Mm-hmm. That was a very small uh, yeah. bracket back then. It's like 16, maybe? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bigger. But, uh, yeah, not 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 good. So they're all miserable down there. and uh, But they'll still watch. They'll still watch. Sure. The city of Cincinnati got nothing to. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty ugly little along the those river there. Care like they really care, you know? Absolutely, like, whole different ball game. Yes. All right. Here's my other thing, and this has been my. I've brought this up repeatedly on the. I'm just going to keep whining about it. Get off my lawn. But um, last four in. You don't until you know how many who gets in on the automatics. You, the, the last four in is is it is a shell game. It's the three card Monty. Stop falling for this thing. We're, we're the last four in. Yeah, except there weren't as many automatic bids or at large bids as you thought there were, weren't there? Mm-hmm. It all changed. Last four in, except if all this happens. Oh, shit. yeah, right. <laughs> if there's. <laughs> right. If it, that's all fine until Georgetown wins and Oregon State wins, and yeah. The entire season is last four in at the end of the day. The whole thing changed in the last 12 hours. I'm not a bracketology fan. It's a nice guide, but like the just the sport is indentured to it now. Oh. And it just completely takes the focus off the games. There were some unbelievable games here in the Big oh. Ten, the Big 12, especially like there, there's been some really, really the SEC's had some really great moments. Like it's been a really nice year for the sport. And we get. 60% bracketology, 40% Mike Schmitz's NBA draft breaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, that's like how the, that's the, the, the sport is covered through, uh, you know, through, through those, through those prisms completely. And now maybe some of that's cause like the energy, organic energy from the venues has been gone. Like, I really think like, boy, it's going to be fun to go back to some gyms, uh, some gyms next year and, and see that and feel that. And that adds so much to the, uh, to, to the experience, but it, you know, through all the shutdowns and through all the, the pauses, it's been a really dynamic season. And there's been some really, some, some really cool stories to cling to. And look, there's like five, six teams. I'm gonna have a really hard time putting out of my bracket tonight. You know, like, like there's some really, really fun teams that, that, that were great to jump up, jump aboard with here. So yeah, damn you, Jerry Palm, stop ruining everything. (laughs) Stop with the last four in. There were epic games the last five days. Oh, oh. and at least we're down to the end. But again, they don't know what they're talking about. Just right. definitively, demonstrably, it's a joke. They don't know because they can't. It's not. I, I love Jerry Palm, great guy. Lenardi, Jerry's I don't great. know him, yeah. but and I, I respect the hustle. But it's just like this is just 
ridiculous. You don't know. And so, so you know, uh, there's no last four in, then people get really angry when they're not in. Uh, all right, anyone else get screwed? Let's, let's stick with the negative, oh, please. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a, by all means, stick with the negative. Pat, you're yes. the captain of our who got screwed team. <laughs> there you go. The airing of the grievances. Um, <laughs> I think Illinois got screwed. And, and some people in Illinois, half of Illinois' bracket got screwed. I, I mean, I think they loaded that area up. I mean, I, to me, you know, Gonzaga, Illinois, I think are the top two teams. And then Baylor is not far behind. But, but I mean, Illinois had a phenomenal season to put them in a potential second-round game against the winner of Loyola, Georgia Tech, both of which I thought were underseeded. You know, Loyola <coughs> had a fantastic season, 24-4, and four, I believe. Uh, absolutely destroyed most of the teams they played. I think that one loss in like the last two months, and it was by one point in overtime on the road to a, another team that made the tournament. Uh, and then Georgia Tech at nine is the lowest seeded ACC tournament champion since 1987. Like the ACC tournament champion is never a nine seed. And this all goes back to Georgia Tech had two bad losses in November because Josh Pastner wigged out and said, we're not going to really practice because I'm worried about guys getting COVID. So we're just going to do like instruction with small groups. And so they lost their first two games to Mercer and Georgia State. And that killed their uh, power ratings or whatever. But if you look at the rest of the season, they were really good. I mean, they were legitimately good. They go into the ACC tournament as a four seed. They win the ACC tournament. They end up as a ninth. So I, I, if I'm Louisville or Loyola and Georgia Tech, I feel bad about that. If I'm Illinois, I feel bad that I have to play the winner of that. And then waiting in the Sweet 16, I think, is Oklahoma State. They've got this unbelievable one-and-done freshman and a bunch of other guys playing really well. They remind me a little bit. Pete, you might uh, have some weigh-in on this, but I, of, of Carmelo Anthony's uh, uh, Syracuse team. They may not be that good, but they are young, very talented, very loose, and they've got one guy who can be this bell cow, like, I'm, in, I'm the best player, watch me go. Uh, and I, you know, that you if you're Illinois, you're going to play them in the sweet 16, maybe. So that's, that's my area of screwage right there. Those, those teams thought a little bit. So I've ended up watching Oklahoma state a bunch the last two weeks. It just feels like they've been on every, every, every night and, uh, you can't stop watching them. Right. And Cade yeah. Cunningham had some struggles maybe like six weeks ago, a month and a half ago, they dropped a couple games. He had some bad end game moments, but man. Has he has he recovered? He's been clutch. He's been smooth. He's really impressed me as a as a passer more more than anything. And then that supporting cast, likely and Anderson and and the rest of those guys have just risen risen around him, and he's he's lifted them up. And that's where the the Carmelo analogy, Pat from '03, uh, mm -hmm. really resonates because Car Carmelo Anthony took Hakeem Warwick, and he took. Jerry McNamara and Queth Dwayne, who was a great 50 year senior on that team. And he raised all of them up around him. He drew so much attention, uh, attention to him. So, and uh, Kate Cunningham has a joy to, to the, to his game that he's really shown in the last two weeks that I think that everybody remembers from Carmelo when he had that kind of had that big smile when he was, uh, when he was rolling through the, uh, the, the big East and then the, the, the NSA tournament. So, I agree. There is some uh, there is some serious uh, some serious screwage there. Nobody is uh, nobody is going to argue that. But I am going to go for the real screwage straight to upstate New York. I am going to go 
our our old colleague Adrian Wojnarowski's uh, favorite team to the point of obnoxiousness mm. for anyone who's gone there. St. Bonaventure. There's no way they should be a nine seed. Did you guys watch them against VCU today? I saw them a little bit, not much, they but they were really good. Them. And then they yeah, annihilated they, St. Louis. Yeah. They have only played 20 games, so maybe there's some sort of lack of sample size that that's about. But like the dominant A10 champion in no universe should be a nine seed. Just shouldn't be. Like there's no doubt. And again, the lack of out of conference games that many of these places play, that many of these that many of these leagues played, I, I get it. So there's not a lot of sample size. You don't have the ability to win outside. Like I understand all that, but they're not a nine seed. Like I again, forget the bracketology. You watch them there at least a seven. I thought could be a six. Now again, I also think too the committee becomes sort of like slaves to bracketology in some way where they don't want to vary it too much because all of those like stiff suits trying to climb the ad ladder are so conservative they don't want to do anything controversial they don't have any of their own opinions so they just like let the 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 narratives that come out of the brackets and they just kind of follow along with them and reverse engineer to keep up with joey brackets is that what you're? That's what you're alleging. I mean, how much? How much? How much variance is there from the bracketology to this bracket? I don't think there's a significant amount. Am I wrong? No, I, there, no I don't idea, think man. there's much. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't, there, there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a ton that uh, that that surprised me out of there. But I just, I just feel like if you have that kind of season, like like Bonaventure having dominated their conference tournament the way they did. They're they're big. They're old. They have great point guard play. They have like all these traits that really translate. And they're sixteen and four. I just I don't understand how you stick them against an LSU team that hours earlier was playing for the SEC title. Now yeah. LSU's eighteen and nine. They've they've had some uh, they've had some issues. One may joke they've had salary cap issues and they've had some like <laughs> internal strife that they've had to overcome. But anyway, they, they had a strong ass run in the uh, in the SEC tournament, and like they're inarguably talented. They're I oh mean, my gosh, yeah. they've got probably three pros on the team. You know, yes. So I, that was the one to me. Loyola, I don't think in any universe a twenty four and four should have been an eight. I, I mean, there's just almost like a glass ceiling if uh, if if you're a mid major. I mean, what Buffalo got a six a couple of years ago? Was that two two years ago? Um, I think Buffalo so. Got, yeah. yeah, Buffalo got a six, but boy, like you are just—it's just hand-to-hand combat if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to get out of that 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 eight-nine universe if you're in a non-power conference. And like this, there's been some bad years in the A10. The A10 wasn't bad this year. Like you know, there were some some good wins on the board for Bonaventure. So that to me was uh, was was one of the uh, was was one of the most glaring. I the thing about Bonaventure that. You know, three of their four losses are really close games. We, I agree with you. Like the A10 is not, it's not high major, it's not mid major, it's kind of in the middle. When a really good team is in the Atlantic 10, they're really good. Yeah. Right. It's not, this is not a league where it's like, oh, you know, maybe you win one game. Like good A10 teams make real runs in this thing. And this is a really good A10 team. And I agree. I thought, um, LSU was playing like a six and they end up an eight and then Bonnie's end up a nine and they're all yeah. screwed up. And then it's not fair to Michigan. Who's going to get one of these two. Oh, they're yeah, without Isaiah Livers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's livers. 
Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the, on the Bonnies. That was mine and, and kind of LSU. I think they got screwed too, because they're playing a much too good of a team mm-hmm. and they're playing very well. But the Bonnies are very tough. So, um, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get at LSU. I don't know what, what it was. I, I they probably just look at these things and I, who knows, man, I, who knows? I, I, so I if you look at Ken them. Palm, Dan, just to accentuate your yeah. point here. So Bonnie's are 25 in Ken Palm. And just so Kansas is 22. They got a three seed. Texas Tech is 23. They got a six. BYU is 24. They got a six. Bonnie's 25. They get a nine. Texas is 26. They get a three. West Virginia's 27. They get a three. North Carolina's 28. And they get an eight. Right. So like – I. Nobody until Maryland at 31, and these are Ken Palm rankings, so they're not obviously they're a guide that the committee uses, but they're not gospel. But nobody in the in the universe of Bonaventure got anywhere close to them seating wise. Yeah. Also, I think getting cheated here is Sister Jean of uh, Loyola. <laughs> yeah. They're not letting her yes. in. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> She's 101 years old. <laughs> She's America's darling. She will be on Good Morning America and all these things that you want to try in television. And they're like, well, we got uh, travel restrictions or something. She wants to go and she can't get in. Yeah. She on. doesn't live above the rules, Dan. Answer the, the <laughs> get a clue in Indianapolis. Here we go. They, the oh, Tennessee he, guy who's still bitter about losing on the Clayton Custer shot in 2018 there. What is he weighing in against Jean? the sister? <laughs> Just saying, she's above. She's above. She's not above the law. Yes, she is. She's a hundred-one-year-old nun. She is above the law. <laughs> this podcast will not be a nun bashing podcast, Sully. No, I ain't doing that. Sully, you went to Catholic that school. Was, this will Wash not your stand. mouth out. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a good Catholic, but still. Wash that mouth out with soap. We're gonna take a ruler to your knuckles, Sully. I've known some bad gonna, nuns gonna, in my day. She ain't one of them. <laughs> How is the NCAA not finding something for it? You're the usher of an empty section. Let Sister Jean, what are you doing? They want to put Sister Jean on TV. People want to watch the show. They want want Sister Jean. You don't say, sorry, rules are rules. Not for her. (laughs) They let Will Wade in and they kick Sister Jean out. It's the most NCAA thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just like, What? You're doing what? <laughs> We've always said there needs to be like that, you know, that that the the vice <laughs> vice uh, pre- president of common sense down in the Indianapolis because always be like some kid like I'm trying to transfer home. My entire family has cancer, and you know, no, <laughs> you must stay. You know, <laughs> you put cream cheese on a bagel. Yes. <laughs> My dying mother, all she wants to do is what? You will be suspended for that bagel. <laughs> Sister Jean wants to attend your event. You let her in. You morons. This is uh, this is dumber than anything they could come up with. Yeah, it is, actually. It's America's like, sweetheart. Sister oh. Jean. Only people in Tennessee could hate this woman. <laughs> 101. There's no guarantee she's around for next year's tournament, <laughs> I mean, man. Let, what are we doing? I mean, there's no guarantee for any of us, but when you're 101, I mean, let the woman in. She's supposed to watch a basketball game. Yeah. What's Mark Emmerich doing? <laughs> Two million bucks to keep a nuns banging at the door in your wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> He's napping as usual. He's like that, wheeling that, her wheelchair you know down I-69 trying to get down there. <laughs> 
No, they'll 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 slip a note uh, on on his uh, desk tomorrow morning. Oh, sister, we we've got a little controversy. Sister Jean wants to come, and we're getting criticized. We're like, oh, really? Oh, they'll reverse the decision. You know, let's call days. a committee to form another committee to discuss Sister Jean potentially. Yeah, it should be very welcome in the 2032 tournament. It's a simple clause. You're not allowed in unless you're a nun who's over 100 years old. Okay? How many are showing up? Really, how many? And if there's more than one Sister Jean out there, good. Yeah. Hope there is that wants to go to 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 the NCAA tournament. Are you kidding me? This woman devoted her life to watching low major basketball. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the kind of fan we need around here. No. Free Sister Jean. Is that the. uh... (laughs) There you go. There's the hashtag. Free Sister Jean. I mean, I got it. was a little, a lot of media coverage. It was a little overblown, but still. The woman made it through COVID in two more years. She's more memorable than anyone on that Loyola Final Four team. From pretty a much years everyone ago. knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless uh, Clayton Custer, but I, Sister I Jean was they, the star. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's don't that know. big lug's name on Loyola? He's still this there. Year? Like Cameron Cut, Cam, Cam Crutwig. He's still the center. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. still. He's he's the, he's the leftover. Him and uh, Lucas Williamson, who was off the bench from that team. But you know, yeah, the Crutwig should walk up to Mark Emmerich if he sees him in the hallway at the convention center and muscle him up. <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't want to bump into Cameron Crutwig late at night walking out of St. Elmo's. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That guy's a mean looking dude. Drop Emmerich in a trash can. <laughs> like, hey, Mark, President Emmerich, you kicked our nun out. <laughs> kicked our nun to the curb. You. <laughs> I want them to play uh, Illinois. That'd be a good game. Oh, Second round. Be awesome. Mm. Battle Illinois. What what other uh what other games do we have that could possibly get going? They don't do enough creative stuff. I tweeted this out. I mean, Appalachian State's a 16, Michigan's a one. Yeah, they come that, on, that, people. That should have been the game. Come on. This is but some of that, stuff. that's the kind of thing they will willfully avoid, you know. Well, there's two pretty good Thursday games. Like Michigan State, UCLA should be a good game. Right? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's and uh, and and Wichita Drake's a pretty good game too. Yeah, I'm excited for both those games. I'm, and I'm then, looking forward we, to Texas Southern we, Mount St. Mary's. That's uh, that ought to be a well <laughs> as, as your veteran Mount St. Mary's correspondent having, having covered true. their covered their last game. We have we have Dan Engelstad on our uh, on our show on Monday on our Yahoo Brackets show. So that, I just taped taped an interview with him and uh, taped him with Nate Oates a little bit earlier a uh, little bit earlier tonight. So yeah, if you if you want all the Mount scoop, let me uh, let let me know. They are uh, they're a bit of an artless team. They've got that dynamic young point guard uh, <laughs> Damian Chonqui, and then they have like four guys who honestly should all be tight ends, like who are kind of skillless. They look like they should just leave them there for the combine. They're just like these huge. Rugged dudes who guard. I think they're three forty fourth in pace. <laughs> they just, oh they're just gonna, yeah. yeah. Okay. Texas Southern. That's gonna be like games gonna be like the best forty thirty nine game of the uh, of the season. The Henry so. Iba special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they've got some. They've got some big cut up dudes who uh, who would not fit in the modern NBA. Let's put it. Now, that we we stuck. Even though the whole thing is in one city, we we've stuck to the east, west, south, all that. I think they should have just picked different different steak and shake 
locations around the city. Like yeah. Steak and Shake, the Greenwood Road Steak and Shake yes. champion. Yes, Steak and Shake, right? Carmel. Yes, oh. <laughs> Broad Ripple. Yeah, yes. came out of the Broad Ripple Steak and Shake, right? Sure, Steak <laughs> and Shake, Plainfield. Yeah, no, they 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 missed an opportunity there. I mean, for sure. I think Indianapolis. I mean, how, the whole thing, like when you're the Indian, the whole thing's in Indianapolis and you're even the Midwest region of that. You are really Midwest, man. <laughs> you are exceedingly Midwest. <laughs> you have to have corn three times a day. <laughs> exceedingly Midwest. What's the, at Bobby Plum's restaurant, what's the famous, uh, it's like the breaded pork, but it's like a special. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, they bread the pork sandwich. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the breaded pork <laughs> cutlet or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Plum slash shot. Yeah, that's, there it is. That's the mm-hmm. delicacy down there. Uh, yep. breaded pork love some breaded pork bread pretty oh. damn sound pretty yeah. good right now we uh pat's gonna be there for a long stretch right pat you're gonna be there for yeah okay I'm gonna be there I'm for gonna pretty be, much the whole thing yeah i'm gonna be there for the for the final two weeks so any uber eats recommendations uh, the red garter do they deliver <laughs> famous famous uh, locale for oh, yeah. some some that was what wasn't that is outside of that where those judges uh got, yeah that's like, where the, the judges, judges got oh, in yeah. the fight and they got judges. drunk and got in the fight that's yeah, right. that's that's the judge one of our first people's courts yeah <laughs> we we were we were the really the ruling on that all right back to the uh this uh, tournament <laughs> thing yeah we're gonna talk about this Sure. All right, let's start with the uh, West Regional, or as I would call it, the Steak and Shake uh, 6243 West Washington Street Regional. <laughs> there you go. Go near the airport. Yes, right, it is. Yep. It is. Right Many there. an NFL coach has almost lost his job at 3, 3.48 a.m. at the Combine at that Steak and Shake. <laughs> yes. If you've never been to Steak and Shake, you've never been to Indiana. I can tell yeah. you that. Right. We should pour a little out for our old friend, Ock, the uh, Jim O'Connell, mm. great AP writer, who was a devoted fan of Steak and Shake, which I did not know. But in many of the tributes to him, I don't know if you guys remember when Ock passed. Yes. It's a dark day. He's one of the great r- reporters who've ever, who's ever covered college basketball. Did it for a very long time. Did it very well. He was a uh, he was just a devotee. He would eat there every night. Like, with yeah. of ours and was like, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, you get yeah. a Frisco burger. You're feeling pretty good for a while, at least <laughs> for a while. <laughs> For a while. Um, all right. Favorites, Gonzaga. They have already beaten the number two, three, and four seeds in their own region. Yeah. They are undefeated. They got a shot at 32-0, and 0, which is the exact record as the 1976 or 75. What is it? Indiana 76. team. 76, yeah. That was 32-0. and 0. Thoughts on the Zags? I guess the other favorites, Iowa. Here's my thought. I Boy, do I think this sets up beautifully oh. for the Zags. I mean... First of all, let's look at the top half of their region, all right? Their game, they've got a 116. They're then going to play somebody who's going to stagger out of the we-are-collapsing game between Oklahoma and Missouri. <laughs> like, Oklahoma's lost five of its last six. Missouri's lost six of its last nine, okay? So somebody is going to win a game while still being terrible. Uh, and then they're going to get annihilated by Gonzaga. And then here's my bracket collapse spot, guys. I think Santa Barbara can beat Creighton, and I think Ohio has a chance against Virginia, depending on the COVID situation with Virginia. Ohio, there, yeah, Dan's got his I Ohio got basketball Ohio shirt on. Basketball T-shirt on in honor of my friend Jeff Bowles. There you go. 
Yeah. So proof Dan can be bought, by the way, if you give him a drive fit. So <laughs> I bought this. I bought this at the Ohio University bookstore. I was in Athens the day he was hired. Ah, you definitely expensed it then. Nope. <laughs> Cold, hard cash right there. I bought it, and then he showed up. I was with him the night he got hired in Athens. Wow. Okay. Two years ago. Like two yeah. years ago this well, week. I think Bowles has a chance to win that game. Then you get UCSB. Anyway, Gonzaga is going to play either a 12 or a 13 in the Sweet 16, I think. So congratulations, Gonzaga, on your unbelievably easy path to the Elite Eight. And then I think you win there and you're in the Final Four. They're sleepwalking in the Final Four. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that is that region is just engineered for Zag smoothness. So I, I agree there could be some chaos. I We'll be very curious to see who USC plays. Uh, I did a story for for Yahoo uh, that, that'll be up Monday about – I talked to a bunch of coaches uh, about who they thought were the most vulnerable teams in the tournament, and people out west do not like USC. Obviously, they have Evan Mobley, who's a top three pick, um, but really coaches like hammered them. They said they were soft. They said there was an internal strife. Like they could hear it on the court. The Mobley brothers were treated different than, than others, and they said they're the team that looks great coming off the bus but folds once you punch them in the mouth. Uh, they lost wow. Colorado three times. Now, Colorado is like a gritty team. Um, I won't take that away from their five seed in the tournament. They're very good, but they are clearly not as talented as USC. So USC defends the two at elite elite level because they have the Mobley brothers, but they don't defend the three particularly well. So I don't know. There's, there was, there was a lot of, there's a lot of coaches who don't think a lot of USC and they don't have the guards to get the ball to Mobley. So like they can't facilitate offense that other teams sort of pressure them. So they're, they're kind of always out of sorts. So anyway, I'm, Likely going to pick against USC there. Also, I just don't think there's any way they'd beat uh, they'd beat Kansas. The team that this really sets up nicely for is Oregon. Like, don't be surprised if it's Gonzaga, Oregon in the in the Elite Eight. Um, right. You know they've they've played particularly well since their uh, since their point guard got healthy. He came back and they I think they won ten to twelve then the regular season. They're a really brutal team to play in the tournament because they ch- changed so many defenses. Coaches hate coaching against Dana Altman, but they have uh they they have like two, three different zones. They play they play man, they switch defenses mid possession. They are just like like a complete headache in a tournament setting. Athletically, look, Iowa has guarded better as the season's gone on here. They were terrible on defense. They became passable to good on defense. I, I just really think that that Oregon could present some problems for them. So it'd be kind of funny to have a uh Indianapolis Western, you know, the two really, you know, teams probably Best two Western teams the last five years have been Oregon and uh, and Gonzaga, right? Like no doubt. That's yeah. why they're on the West side. Yeah, they're the yeah, West. That's right. There you go. I got nothing more to add on that. I mean, Virginia's your four, and we don't even know if a they could get bounced out of this thing, and b they're not. They're down one guy. We don't know who it is, and through the Sweet Sixteen, and they're not even practicing until Thursday, right? To so play that, Ohio, think, yeah, which they're vulnerable. Just curb stomp the map and you know we'll see virginia is very difficult to play against one quick point of virginia i was listening to espn radio uh saturday morning driving to hartford and dan dockers did a great interview with jim Beheim, who was like clearly saying things he shouldn't have said out loud because of like ferpa in a very like Beheim way and he said that uh the, the guy because they played virginia and then Virginia had the COVID positive, and he said it was a reserve who played very little and said, like, the closest any Syracuse player got to that guy was, like, 48 seconds. Because like, it, it, it was a good interview. Doc asked him a bunch of questions about, like, 
how exposed their guys were and what the reverberations were going to be against them. And uh, Beheim basically said it was a reserve who didn't play a lot. So, again, it's obviously a key piece. You know, he's playing for Virginia. You don't want to lose anybody. But, you know, this uh, it, it will not be one of their uh, one of their main cogs. The HIPAA, the HIPAA laws did not. Jim Beheim. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't dare. <laughs> yeah. right. Him and Nate Oates are the best because they, they will say anything. Like yeah. any journalist who ever rips someone who like just speaks their mind, like, no, 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 no. Keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Right. Keep rolling. Never change Nate Oates. Keep it going, Jim. And all right. South region uh, representing the Steak and Shake at 103 North State Road, 135 <laughs> Greenwood. <laughs> this uh, is the way to do it. Baylor Bears. Number one seed, they hit the nation's best 43% from three. Modern basketball, uh, obviously, they started incredible, 18-0. and 0. Then they had the COVID pause, and not as great since, but still really good. Then you got Ohio State, which just played a – had a very good NCAA run. They got a little lucky against Michigan and then lost in overtime. Who knows what kind of legs they got, but they're young. They're spry, Buckeyes. Pete, your thoughts on the South region? If I'm Baylor, I hate seeing North Carolina there. Now, look, Carolina has been dreadful in spots, dynamic in spots, but they have four bigs, who all of whom would start for any team in the country, essentially. There, there's probably one or two exceptions there. Maybe Gonzaga is one of the exceptions, but and their backup bigs are actually better than their starting bigs. Uh, Daron Schrauber and Walker Kessler, uh, who's played really well the past six, seven games, especially and, and really close strong in the uh, in, in the ACC. So, I mean, they have two pro bigs who come off the bench and their young guards have really started to play well. And, and they've really been more efficient in their shooting. They're better in their shot selection and they've made more shots, which uh, which always helps, too. So. I really think that could be a fascinating game, and I'm certainly not discounting that North Carolina could clearly lose to Wisconsin. But um, boy, if I'm Baylor, that is a that is a rock fight, uh, you know, going into that, uh, you know, going to get into the Sweet 16. We are all Winthrop. Jackson, slam dunk! If you're not making tacos, I don't love you no more. 78-63 Eagles. Winthrop is going to win a 20th consecutive game. We are all Winthrop. Uh, Winthrop is just going to annihilate Villanova, and it's going to be beautiful. They're 23 and one. They have two Division two transfers amongst their top three scores. They're just sort of this. They, they play about as fast as anyone in the country. They're a great team. I've seen them a couple times this year. Uh, pod listener and good friend Dave Friedman is their play-by-play guy. He may also have been the Gardner-Webb tipster. Um, not, friend, not friend. Not <laughs> friend. Not friend at all. Used to be a friend. Not friend. <laughs> Other point I want to make in the South before I dish to Pat is that I really like Arkansas. I don't know. I haven't picked my final four yet. I guess we're going to have to do that a little while here. I, I really think Arkansas is you know, one of the best teams in the country. And Colgate has a great net ranking, and they're a nice story, and they're 14-1. and one. They they score a ton of points. Uh, Matt Langle does a great job. Arkansas is not going to lose to Colgate. They're just not. So Seth Davis picked that on selection. So I, I, just, I was so aghast. I called him out on, on Twitter. And, uh, Ooh, Twitter yes, fight? It, Did we get a Twitter fight? 
No, I just I just said I I, I don't really fight anyone on Twitter. I just said he's gonna regret <laughs> saying that because like if you pick someone to lose in the first round and they go to the Elite Eight, you're just gonna get like mocked. mocked. And I'm gonna guess like Arkansas fans like have pretty pretty long memories. So kind of rare because pretty much the and CBS showed us all picks the one seeds to make it, and then they tell the commissioner or whoever the committee chair how great they did. That's generally the <laughs> yes. show, right? Like if you're if you do anything other than that, you're not on the show. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they they be like, we got three ones, and then I I went out on a limb here, going with Alabama. <laughs> it's Michigan and everybody injured. picking Zaga. Right. It's like okay, great. Uh, thanks. For yeah. the and then watch, we're all going to do the same thing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill him at this point. Yeah, my thoughts on the South. I boy, I think Pete's totally right. The uh, first of all, yes, Winthrop. Uh, that's just laying there like. And Vegas will see it. I don't know what the line's going to be, but Winthrop is so obvious. Maybe it's too obvious, but somebody's going to have to explain to me why they wouldn't be favored against a a Colin Gillespie-less Villanova. The Baylor-North Carolina game, if it happens, if North Carolina beats Wisconsin, fascinating matchup of strengths and weaknesses there. North Carolina is the best offensive rebounding team in the country. That's what they do. They throw the ball at the basket, and then they go get it and put it in. And uh, the one thing that Baylor doesn't do well is often is keep people off the offensive glass. Their defensive rebounding is not very good. Now, on the flip side of that, North Carolina's guards aren't very good. They throw the ball all over the place. Baylor makes you turn the ball over. They steal the ball. So who wins that battle? Whose weakness is less lethal? I think there probably decides it. I think I think Baylor's guards are too good. Uh, and I think they really exposed North Carolina's guards there. Uh, the bottom side, yeah, I love Arkansas. Uh, like Ohio, I, I feel like I have watched Ohio State like twenty times this year, and they're almost—it's it's like uh, so. I've gotten like I like I feel like I know the personnel, and they're like the the underachieving child that you you like them, and they're like oh they just if you could just focus a little bit more, your B's could be A's, and you wouldn't <laughs> be in trouble. It's like wow. I, I mean, it's just are you like it's mad Washington? Come yeah. on, Dwayne. What's that? If you just got a little better yeah. shot selection. You could Pat be said that with experience in his voice. That was not the first time he's given that speech out. And we know it's not Brooke. So, <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, that's what Mitchell. my parents said to me. That's what they said to yeah. oh, 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 yeah. But there was uh, the D's could be C's probably. Yeah, right. Could you, could you avoid the F's? No. Um, but, I mean, they are talented. They're really good in stretches, and then they can't finish games because they just they have like five plays where you're just like, "What are you doing?" And then and then, then they lose, and so I I just think that's where it sets up for Arkansas. There, I think it's Arkansas Baylor in a, a nice old Southwest Conference uh, Elite Eight. I think I think Baylor got a tough draw. I agree. Carolina, they remind me of the old Cincinnati teams. They'd miss on purpose so they could rebound more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that's all their thing was his rebound. And then Purdue. Did you guys see to round back on Ohio State real quick? Did you see Chris Holtman's tweet about the the text message from his mom? Oh, it was awesome. It was oh, yeah, yeah. His God, mom thought funny. the Buckeyes were shooting a little flat footed because they went on a three game losing streak. So she sent him a little couple little tips. I think, uh, yeah, I can certainly write to that. My mom de- definitely has never once found the channel a game is supposed to be on. I'm like her official, like, uh, like 43 years ago, she had me to be her personal TV guide. So like, <laughs> <laughs> UMass is playing tonight. Do you know what channel they're on? Well, let me check. <laughs> Siri doesn't know what channel Syracuse is on tonight. Okay, mom, we'll, 
we'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Holtman definitely put a put a smile on my face. Mrs. That was uh, really a tweet. Yeah, I mean, it might have worked. She might have been right. Yeah, <laughs> I think Purdue is sneaky here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Purdue has played really well of late, and it's one of these Purdue. I'm not gonna pick them to win at all, but man, they're a second weekend pain in the ass. Yes, they are. <laughs> no doubt. It's like oh, and, damn, yeah. it's Purdue. There they are with it's their reliable. seven foot four freshman dude. That dude got the Look seven four him. freshman. They got the biggest drum in the world. I mean, you never, <laughs> you never want to take on that drum. That's true. Are they going to let the drum in? Sister Jean can't get in, but that big ass drum can. No, that would that would be a travesty. Why do you have not, a drum? Not so Purdue seven three center wasn't tall enough, so he transferred to BYU and they brought in a bigger guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they just keep Matt growing Harms. taller. Yep. Why do you need a drum so big? <laughs> <laughs> it's Purdue, man. You got to have something. Okay. We need something. I'm going to make the world's biggest drum. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Uh, anyway, I think they're tricky. Uh, I like Arkansas in this thing, too, though. I think they're playing. They've been playing great. You get rid of the recency bias. So think about Ohio State is like they just like Purdue lost in overtime to Ohio State. That's perfect. They go under the radar. Let Ohio State get all the attention because they played real well and all that. All right. Anything else there? The 14 nope. to one Colgate. Nah. No. No. All right, East Region. Let me see what we got. East Region. Sake and shake. Oh, there's one on the east side. Sure. 7930 East Washington. See, one on West Washington, I think one on my, East Washington. So at the beginning, I think I just made a joke, right? Like the steak and shake yeah. on Washington Road. I think I just yeah. like literally off the top of my head. And we've now named two steak and shakes on Washington Road. One on the west side. <laughs> How about that? Can't, man, steak and shake. All right. Uh, East Regional, Michigan. You got Alabama coming in hot off the uh, SEC title. You got our Bonnies. You got the strong ass LSU team. You got Georgetown. Oh, Pete. Pete tried to fire Pat Ewing a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's true. How's That's that going, true. Pete? <laughs> I mean, he was nine and 13 when the regular season ended. He had to made the NCAA tournament in four straight years. Like, Colin Gillespie got hurt. They, Pete's, yeah. Pete's, Pete's ripping Seth Davis for saying Colgate and Arkansas is going to lose. You look pretty stupid if your uh, team doesn't make the Elite Eight. If it makes the Elite Eight, what do you, I mean, Patrick Ewing was like the toast. Everyone loves Patrick Ewing now. Yeah. Yeah, it was the best story of Championship Week by far and away. You can't touch it. And I would absolutely bet the house against Georgetown yeah. in the first round of this tournament. I don't think like, that I could. would bet the house on Colorado. Because essentially, Colorado is just a souped-up, better version of Georgetown. And there's something to be said for, like, the teams that make the run through the tournament. And, I mean, nobody on the Georgetown team has won. I remember reading the Washington Post. I think it was going into senior night there. And uh, it was it was an article about two of Georgetown's older players. I think it was senior night. And the theme of the article was basically, like, and there were quotes from Patrick Green, like, yeah, they've been through a lot, and they're still here. <laughs> like, it was just like, <laughs> I got sad reading it. It's like, this is Georgetown. <laughs> They should be great. They should be polarizing. They should be interesting. And it was just like, yeah, they stuck it out. <laughs> yeah, those stories were ridiculous. It's like they stuck through all this. They got to go to Georgetown. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Not a, I not love a Georgetown's rock run. labor camp. I want Georgetown <laughs> to be good so badly because, like, there's just no earthly reason that Georgetown shouldn't be good. They are the elite academic school 
plopped in the middle of the single best basketball area in the country. Georgetown should be elite. They should be excellent. And they've been dreadful. I don't think they made the tournament since 15. And I don't think they've had anyone drafted since Otto Porter in 13. Ouch. That's just completely unacceptable. Like an Otto Porter probably shouldn't have been drafted. Or at least not, not nearly as high as he was, right? They yeah. should get two very, very good local recruits and one national recruit who wants to go because it's Georgetown or grad transfers or transfer market should be hot for Georgetown. Everyone should want to go there. They should be great. I, I agree. I don't think they're that good. I think that they, I don't know what Creighton was doing on Saturday night. Oof, um, oof. I don't think the Big East is that good. I no. will say this. You know, there's like, press conference humor where where a coach tells like an even half-assed joke and everybody laughs <laughs> like how yeah. many times can bill belichick call facebook face mask and everyone still laughs <laughs> like because it's just like hey bill <laughs> belichick patrick ewing may get the highest of this like he tells the joke of like no one knows i got my number in the rafters and I mean, people were laughing for like five days because it's like Patrick Ewing told a joke. Like Patrick Ewing has a personality at all. Like, right? People were like Patrick Ewing's hysterical. Look at this, how funny it is. It's like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> it was, I don't think he's going to go down the laugh track on amateur night. No, but he's not know. Tim Miles. God, people were excited about that storyline. Oh yeah, some poor security guard didn't recognize him. Right. right. I mean, I do. Got, you got to admit, though. I mean, <laughs> guys like Patrick Ewing, we got walking around here. Patrick Ewing is fairly recognizable, fairly <laughs> yes. unique to look at. He's seven feet tall. He was the face of the franchise for how long? It's his building. And you're going to you're going to stop him. Oh, boy. We've all read like the security guard didn't recognize him slight like Dustin Pedroia got it when he was with the Red Sox because he's five nine. Isaiah yeah. Thomas, the Celtics guard, Isaiah Thomas, not the old Indiana NBA guard, Isaiah Thomas. Like, OK, like, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is five nine. He's not like going to get it. There's DJ no Armstrong with way. the Bulls. Yeah. You shouldn't recognize Patrick Ewing. <laughs> like, he's also one of the 50 most recognizable athletes in America. Still, yeah, that that's like a fireball offense for the security guard. I'm sorry. You and know, honestly, you, you can't you pretty, recognize Patrick Ewing. You got to pretty much just assume he's with the basketball tournament. <laughs> like if Al Qaeda, for some reason, has figured out how to get a guy who looks like this and sneak him into this, like, tip your hat. Let him blow yeah, up. Yeah, right, I, mean, you know? I don't see how this is even possible. What are the odds? <laughs> If Al-Qaeda sends a seven-footer in with the Georgetown contingent to Madison Square Garden. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah, that was bad. All right. Uh, anything else in the East? What do we think? LSU? I, pretty I, well, I, I mean, I just think, I think Michigan's set up to lose in the second round because without livers, I think they're compromised. And I think they, I think they've hit their ceiling to a degree too in recent games. And so I think LSU or Bonner. Um, but I probably LSU. I just think on sheer talent, LSU's gonna if they get past Bonna, LSU's gonna which they could jack around and lose to Bonna, but then they could also, if they beat Bonna, go in and say, Yeah, we're better than Michigan, we're gonna show you and beat them. You know, I don't think that's out of the question. A really fun region because I, I mean Alabama's a blast to watch. Uh Nate Oates is like the 
yeah. we, we were talking about it earlier, just a completely dynamic. I mean, he certainly delivered a very clear message to what he thought of Will Wade and LSU after the <laughs> SEC championship game today. I'm sure you both saw that. Uh, oh, telling yeah. them directly where to go and, and spiking yeah. his directions with some colorful Get vulgarities, the... um, which is nice. Again, mm-hmm. we encourage all coach fights and heavy cursing yes. in coach fights. Like, there, oh, we, yes. we will never... We will never discourage this behavior. But like Florida State could well be a Final Four team as well. And Texas too. Like, like Yeah, no, I mean yeah, there's I, there's some stuff in that region, you know. Yeah. Like a week ago, I was like, man, it's gonna be hard to knock Michigan out of the bracket. And now Livers' injury gives us a reason to. And then there's like a bunch of compelling matchups where you're like, okay, like Florida State straight up could have beat this Michigan team. You know, that's like oh, a really yeah, yeah. that's that's a really tough matchup for them because they have the they have the size and the athleticism and the depth to uh to to do it. Texas also has, you know, veteran guards, size, depth, athleticism, and then Alabama's just sort of this like rollicking band of what college basketball is gonna look like, I think, in the next five years. They have the uh I, I joke with Nate Oates today. Their shot charts are like uh, Syracuse weather maps. There's one big cloud over the rim and then one big cloud over the three-point line, and like nothing in between. I mean, but it's it's how basketball is being played everywhere else. It's almost shocking that it really hasn't trickled down. Now, they have the pieces to do it, and a few coaches in the SEC pointed out to me today that Avery Johnson left him some some pretty good pieces there. When you look at Petty, you look at Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they have some really nice players, but – Credit to Oates, they've developed them and they've really brought them along to, uh, you know, and, and get him, got him to buy in. Like Javon Quinterly was uh, didn't fit in at Villanova. He was, he was a prima donna. He was a little bit high maintenance, and he is like drinking the Kool Aid there. He was the MVP of the SEC tournament, so we all remember uh, Quinterly from the FBI investigation. Good for him for like finally getting after all the tumult of all that nonsense, finally finding direction and really finding a place to thrive. I, I hope he makes it to the league. Uh, yeah, uh, he has persevered. I love this FSU team. They're going to be fascinating to me. How about, uh, speaking of coach fights, how about Mark Turgeon and Jawan Howard getting into it? Now, I got to give, I mean, if that fight goes down, it's not going to end well. No. For, uh, <laughs> I, I would not want Jawan Howard mad at me. I like how Juwan Howard had, he was like getting aggressive and he had to explain he's from Chicago. Like, dude, I don't care where you're from. You're going to kick their ass. Okay. You could be from a Quaker, uh, a family of Quakers in in rural Pennsylvania. and You'll still beat the hell out of the size of you. Um, that was kind of fun. Is there are there three coaches you'd want to fight less than Juwan Howard? Like, I mean, mm. he has to be the like single. If you were doing like, like, like MMA rankings of college basketball in, in coaches, this event. I mean, you got yeah, like, Ewing. You got Ewing in here. Yeah, but Ewing's yeah. like eh. he's older. I mean, Frank Martin is older. Would be a little scrappy. Um, he's not in here, is it? He didn't make it. Oh, uh, I just meant in general. But yeah, like oh, in the bracket. Yeah, in the bracket. This Mike Leach would be proud of us guys if we were gonna uh, if we were really gonna go through this whole bracket. I, and, I don't. Uh, I don't care how old Leonard Hamilton is. I ain't fighting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huggins ain't going down easy. Oh God. <laughs> the great thing too like if you fought huggins it would be this horrible tooth and nail brawl and then afterwards he'd invite you to drink with him yeah he just gets trashed after he'd be so mad if you broke a bottle over his head because it might have like a (laughs) my my favorite huggins drinking story and dan probably has way more than me but this is a very vivid memory (laughs) we're not going down that trail i'll tell you that no it's just it's funny so he had a heart attack and he had to stop drinking uh this is like 
I was working at the New York <laughs> Times, 2004, five ABC D camp. And uh, I ended up with like a rollicking band of misfits drinking. And hug- it was Mike Burns, your old buddy from UMass, Dan, yeah. goes to Winchington. Huggins shows up. Quick story. So he's sitting at the bar. He he was, I think, on hiatus from his heart attack. I don't exactly remember. He might have been. I don't remember what he was. But I will never forget the image of him drinking a glass of white wine at the bar and just this massive thing of chaw in his mouth. And he had a clear spit cup. And then he had a glass of white wine. And I've never seen white wine paired with chaw before. It was like, the, you know, like that, like baseball player stuff. And he's just sitting at beautiful. this bar and like T-neck or wherever the hell we were, just like, like huge spits and then drinks this flute. And I'm just like, it's up. Oh, that is great. It was like That's two so weeks great. after that heart attack, and I was down there, and we we went to the Montgomery Inn for dinner, which is a rib joint. Yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He loved it. And then there was uh, he had a he he gets red wine. He's like, you, the doctor says I can drink a red a glass of red wine. So the Montgomery Inn brought him this like freaking chalice. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Said glass. (laughs) Of course. Oh, man. I'll tell you, Huggins is the best. (laughs) It is not. You can't make him. You cannot make another one like him. He's the best. Fantastic. And yeah, he will not go down easy, as you you say. uh, What about Matt Painter? You think Matt Painter's got some scrap left in him? He still still isn't the ultimate Purdue guy. Bang that big drum. I don't Pat know. Pat pointed out, I think, on Twitter that Pat Kelsey has like a giant tat. You can see oh, under his yeah. arm. <laughs> well, and he's got like four percent body fat too. Uh, I'm yeah. not messing with Pat Kelsey. Pat I, Kelsey. I, I don't know. He's the runaway bride. He's he's like run away from too many jobs. I, I don't know. Is he really going to stand in? He can't even take the UMass good, job. Uh, I mean, good he's question. Away from Dan's alma mater. Maybe he saw Dan's giving record and was like, I can't take this yeah. job. It's <laughs> the smartest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's some scrappers out there. Uh, yeah, no? I think I think Painter would be pretty tough. Painter, that boy, if his if his feet are, if his hands are as slow as his feet, he, you could punch him six <laughs> times before he even wound up to hit you. I I covered Matt Painter as a player. I saw him in high school at Delta High School. He was an Indiana All Star, and he was the smartest player on the entire Indiana All Star team. But his feet couldn't move. I mean, it's like, dude, how can you guard anybody? So Bob Knight almost offered him. I remember Coach Knight telling me this story. He almost offered Matt Painter. He played with Pat, I think Pat Knight, I think, on the on the AAU team. Yeah. And he wanted to offer him, but he didn't. And then Matt turned out to be a better player. And he told him later that he should have. And then Matt went to Purdue and they, you know, played well. And he blew it. He should have he should have offered Matt Painter. And Matt Painter would have gone to Indiana. And I always think about this as Indiana flails about looking for a coach that their guy yeah, right that he would all have been the that guy. had to happen yeah. was bob knight offer matt painter and he would have been a bench guy you know he wouldn't even had to have been a great player for him but yeah no. he's a super smart guy and a great coach and a great, great just coach. solid here we go we're gonna run because this is the guy these people should hire he's not exciting he maximizes the program that's totally. what you want we're talking like yep. st bonaventure Mark Schmidt, just he oh. maximizes the program and then Absolutely. you get him to a better program. And then over a long course of time, he will maximize that program, which is all you want out of your team. That's you know who that guy is. You just described John Beeline at like five different places. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're as good as we can be, you know, but is it like, you know, so 
Yeah, BC pretty much has to hire Mark Schmidt at this point. If they don't. He's from Massachusetts. If I were him, I wouldn't even take it. I don't know. And he and he went to Boston College. They they like, should load up a ton of money for him, but I just it's pretty it's pretty obvious at this point. All right, so we did the whole East region. We didn't even talk about Coach Patino. No. I mean, I love it. He's basically like, yeah, I deserve to get fired. Yeah, Greece <laughs> was good. I'm back. <laughs> Deal with it. He doesn't care. Patino truly doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Thing is, and so classic, like, I was I was enjoying watching the Mac tournament uh, more than usual just because, I mean, I picked him to win it. I knew, I mean, like, all things being equal, all those teams are a tub of live bait, and then you throw a brilliant coach in there, and guess what's going to happen? Did you just call the Mac a tub of live bait? I did. I did. And that's what they are. And- no, he's a, if you're in the East Coast, you, you got to – the Mac is like that's, – that's real East Coast. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you can separate your East Coast guys and your pretenders, but you'd be like – because, you know – what, they don't know where Ryder is. They don't know the difference between Iona and Manhattan. Like it's, it's it is. It, you got to really know your stuff. You, real East Coast guy knows yeah. the the, the Mac. <laughs> the well, league was rigged for Sienna all those years they hosted at the uh, uh, old the only, right, the fans. Union Center. Yeah, oddly, yeah. Sienna has lots of fans. Like, way <laughs> so more fans. Curious than most Power Five schools. Yeah, yeah, they really do. You fill up that. Pencil. I got a couple of them too that I like that I hear from on Twitter. I mean, I don't know if they listen to the podcast. I hope they do. We'll see from. But yeah, it's Sienna dudes. But so, but like it was classic Patino. I mean, so textbook. They beat Sienna, right? And Patino afterwards says, "This is one of my favorite wins in my forty-some years as a head coach." And I'm like, "Oh my god! If I had a dollar for every time I have heard that, I would be buying a house in Westchester County." I mean, it's just, I mean, he says that every freaking time, like twice a year, every year for 40 years. It's just, it's, You'd belong it's to Wingfoot like him, Pat. Yeah, I would. <laughs> He's got to wear the white suit. He's got to bring the white suit. White suit against Alabama, the white sauce. It would be awesome. All He's right. a really good basketball coach. He's a uh, really, he's a really good basketball coach. Green I think he's the best basketball coach of our generation in college. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't take anybody over him, I don't think. No. I mean, Kay, but I, 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 I mm. you put those two guys in a game with equal talent, uh, Patino's going to beat him. I would I say. I think so, too. Man, Beeline's pretty good. Beeline's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Is well, those Patino? good? I mean, there's good ones. I, yeah. would, just, I would take Patino. Yeah. He wins everywhere. Yep. BU, Providence, Kentucky, Louisville, now Iona. He really wasn't even that bad. In the, he did great at the Knicks. Did yeah. well at the Knicks. The Celtics, he was a he's a terrible general manager. That's the thing. They, they traded gave away Chauncey Billups after half a season. Gave up right. on Chauncey Billups. Yeah. yeah. So the the NIT didn't invite Belmont. I just got my Yahoo Sports oh, News alert. Oh wow! I thought they refused. What wow. a joke! See, I miss the corrupt old NIT where you could backdoor people in. Like <laughs> like this. Look, the, the NIT field is just like this dreadful like. Uh, medley of mediocrity. Like you can't let Belmont in. They won twenty six games. It's like, unbelievable. Oh. I'm I'm sure some I don't even know who else is in the NIT to like mock, but I'm sure oh, it's going to get you a better rating than Belmont, who could actually win the thing and they'd actually care. Like, ugh, that's that that's disgusting. That's really like that is just uh, the old NIT was like they'd set the field at like some Italian joint on Anderson Avenue in the Bronx. 
And yes. it's like, that's, oh, yeah. that, that was it, right? You could just- yeah, Bob Burns, the old Manhattan AD. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah. Mississippi State at 15 and 14 does not need to be in the NIT. All right. Oh, they, they lost by TV 600 numbers. points to Alabama this weekend. They <laughs> do not TV need. Numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starkville. They need that Starkville market. Never yeah, mind. Get, I understand now. Got to throw they, Tupelo they, in there, too. Yes. <laughs> That's true. The old Golden Triangle will be glued, glued <laughs> to their TVs. Glued. Oh, 13 <laughs> and 10 NC State. We really need them in there, too. Yeah. Great decision. Great decision. All right. The Midwest of the Midwest. The Indianapolis Midwest region. <laughs> What's the steak and shake? Uh, yeah, that's see. the so one right downtown. The one downtown? Yeah. Could you save right that? Downtown. The big one. That's like, I mean, it's it's special. That's the one where the coaches are in there at 4 a.m. Correct. When yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Under, I thought that was West Maryland. I'm getting my Washington streets mixed up. I thought that, maybe that's on Maryland. Is that Maryland? Maryland it might yeah, be. I don't know. Maryland. I mean, there's, you know. No, the Washingtons are on the things. east and west side. So you can go back and yeah, right. toggle back and forth yes. between the east and west side steak and shake. See who makes the Frisco burger better. But uh, yeah, right downtown. So during um, the NFL Combine about three forty-five a.m., while those coaches are getting in trouble, there's always like some ladies of the night that get flown in just for the combine because like downtown Indianapolis is dead. Like there's nothing <laughs> else going on. It's just the combine. It's literally only NFL executives and scouts, agents, and media, and nobody else is in downtown Minneapolis. And then all of a sudden, like Tuesday night. These random, uh, these random women of the night, like flying from Chicago, and it's just like you can just watch bad decisions happen in real time. So they've 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 spent a lot of time at that stake. Good measurables, immeasurable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, South Midwest region, Illinois. Of course, they really did a good job with the regions. Illinois sticking around Indianapolis, staying right there. We also, of course, we've got uh, Loyola Chicago Liberty. Hugh Freeze is there. Uh, Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, who I've somehow watched every game he played this year. A lot of good TV time for Oklahoma State. Uh, And Tennessee. Sully, your team's in there. The fourth-ranked defense in the country. Thoughts on the Midwest, Patrick? Yeah, we talked about it a little on the top. I I mean, I think the upper half of the bracket's loaded, and the bottom half is barren. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to say San Diego State can come out of the bottom half, and they may lose to Syracuse. You know, if 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 they say the Syracuse zone and just completely faint, you know, then that could happen. But I, I just West Virginia is good, beatable, and Moorhead State's a tricky fourteen. I will say that they got a six ten freshman kid who's a very good player. Keep an eye on him. Rutgers can, yeah, is going to be, be Kentucky next year, so we'll be able to keep an eye on him. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And then Houston, Houston, I'm sorry, I'm just not a believer. Look, they, they, the program is what it is. They are, you know, hard trying, pretty darn good. But if if there's n- ever been a program that has a Sweet 16 cap on it, it's them. I'll say that now, and then they'll win the whole thing. But um, so I think the, the top half is loaded, bottom half is weak. Yeah, I really think you could see some chaos in the bottom. You can make an argument for uh, for, for a bunch of these teams. Uh, I watched a bunch of Houston in the in the AAC tournament, and they can they can tease you into believing. Uh, former Minuteman uh, Dijon Giroux, who I'm sure some of Dan's donations could have helped uh, get there, is uh, really a dynamic fun player he you know in that bottom half of the bracket you can make a really good argument for you know five teams going to the elite eight 
yeah, there's uh, there, there's Houston. It's perfectly suited for rock fights, right? Like Houston's a rock fight team. West Virginia's a rock fight team. Syracuse wants to drag you into a rock fight. Yeah, San Diego State, like I'll put some time into to, to slipping them through there. I, I haven't I haven't dialed in on on my my whole bracket yet because of my many duties for Yahoo Sports tonight. But there, you know, it's a that's a. There is there is definitely chaos potential in that uh, in that in that lower quadrant. And man, I, I'd like to watch Oklahoma State go deep. I like you, Dan. I've watched them play like a dozen times this year, and it, it's been fun to watch Mike Boynton grow up as a head coach. He's clearly you know gotten a lot better and brought this team along, and he's he's really the face of what college coaching is going to look like. I hope in the next generation, young African American guy played the sport, positive dynamic, wisely constructed a roster, uh, hired smart. Like there's, there's a lot to really like about Mike Boynton. And this, this could be, you know, he, Nate Oates are kind of of that next generation of coaches who could kind of be some of the breakout coaching stars who could really rise in this, uh, in this tournament. I think Tennessee's headed in the wrong direction. Sully, I, I tried to get on the board on board in the SEC tournament and, uh, boy, they just like, they, there's just no flow there, man. Whew, no flow. So, yeah, probably going to end up picking Illinois out of here, but there could there could be a lot of fun stuff down below and in between. Poor Sully. Yeah. Poor Sully talking Sully about the Final Four. Tennessee Final Four. I think I, we, we had that discussion before the season. Sully got his back up when we said there was no way they were going to the Final Four. Final Four, yeah. Pretty much from halftime of the Georgia game on, this is all Sully's had to look forward to, and it's I all remember gone to hell for him. So. Rick Barnes had... Kevin Durant and and lost in the first weekend. Yeah, this is the most amazing Rick Barnes slash NCAA tournament stat I've ever run across. He is coached in five eight nine games, which in and itself is like hard. You got to be around for a while to end up in five <laughs> eight nine games. He's zero and five in those games. Zero and five in the eight nine. Zero and five in eight nine games. Think Good about that glory. He wow. had Kevin Durant. Yes, <laughs> there yeah. are people like wonder what LeBron would have done if he had gone to college, and everyone's like would have won it. Kevin Durant went to college. <laughs> Lost to USC in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. Tim yeah. Floyd took him down. They threw they threw like a triangle and two on Kevin Durant, and that was the end of that. It's like, yeah, Kevin Durant. Certain things. You just gotta 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 get something done. <laughs> Bracket season is here. Play this year's Yahoo Fantasy 50K tourney pickup contest for your chance to win cold hard cash. The bracket with the highest score will win the grand prize. That's $10,000 and a Las Vegas getaway. It's free to enter. Some 10,000 people will win cash prizes. Sign up now at tourney.yahoo.com. Tourney.yahoo.com. All right, let's get out of here. All right, tentative final four picks. We're allowed to change them, but uh, you should lock (laughs) in your bets based on this. Well, don't (laughs) lock in anything until like, as late as possible because yeah. so much COVID protocol like, COVID yeah. protocol no 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 now that I'm a gambling loser I want them all to lose I want misery yes. everywhere <laughs> you want the, the you want our Web listeners effect. to lose this is all the all the Gardner Webb no, spite no. is just boiling don't over bet, don't bet don't um, bet yeah you don't know who you're going to play they could slip Louisville in there at the last second that's, see that's right yes. wait don't list. bet definitely pick them to beat Louisville <laughs> Friday school. at 11am make your bets for noon uh, games. All right. So, Pat, who's your final four? And then on Thursday, we're going to pick all the first two rounds. We'll go through it. Better gambling info will be available to you on Thursday. I'll try to be more serious on that one. Pat, who is your uh, final <laughs> well, four? 
Okay, so like I, I'm gonna, I've got bracket collapse stuff all over the place, but the final four, you don't mess around. You you tend to go more chalky when the points are bigger at the end. Uh, I'm thinking pool wise here. So I, I've got Gonzaga, I've got Baylor, I've got Illinois, and I've got Alabama. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I got I've got Gonzaga. I'm gonna take Arkansas. I'm gonna take. Illinois, and I'm going to take Florida State. Damn, that's very. That, that was kind of my four. <laughs> I would take those four, but I, no, I was. I'm going to take. If you just West followed Vir- my picks in football, you wouldn't have to buy me so much beer. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to take West Virginia instead of Illinois on that. I'll take the Zags, Arkansas, uh, Florida State, and uh, West Virginia. That's my early four. Zags, Arkansas, Florida State, and West Virginia. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see most of that actually. Maybe happens. Alabama instead of Florida State. <sighs> it's tough. Oh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. No. All right. We'll be back Thursday. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.